Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 87. When I last met with you, I talked with you about the story of Esther and how she stood when it was time she stood against wicked Haman. She would not bow down, even though the plot was there to destroy not only her family, but the entire Jewish race. And today I want to talk with you more about the need to stand and to stand with our president. The reason is not just because of the value system, but because of the nation of Israel. You see, we need to stand for Christian values, of course. We need to stand for life, of course. But another reason we need to stand with our president is because he is the most pro-life president, yes, but he is the most pro-Israel president we have ever had. You know what has happened. You have seen what's happened in the nation. People said, whatever you do, do not move that embassy to Jerusalem. Don't recognize Israel's capital as Jerusalem. You see, this had already been voted on in Congress back in the late 90s. But every president, every six months since Clinton onward, had given some kind of lame excuse, mostly that the Arabs would get upset and the Palestinians would not like it. And so for, quote, security reasons, end quote, the embassy had not been moved. But now you had a president that said, if I get elected, I will move the embassy. And sure enough, he kept his promise and moved it. And what happened? Nothing. And he did the right thing and God honored that. He recognized the Golan Heights as belonging to Israel and as having sovereignty over the Golan. Thank God that we have a president that is unlike the previous president and was breaking off relations and chilling relations with Israel and not standing with Israel. This president has stood with Israel. Now, why is that important? It's because of Genesis 12, Genesis 15, and the promises that God made to David in 1 Samuel. You see, God said to Abraham and his seed, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Now, many times those words are used in a similar fashion. But you see, the first time that God uses the word curse, it is a really bad word. In other words, God's going to deal with them in a way that is anything but pleasant. But then he says, I will curse those who curse you. And the word there for curse you that is used secondly is a word which means to just slight, to spite, to do something to harm or to hurt. God says, if you just do something to show spite to my people, I will deal with you in a severe way. Now, often I hear even evangelicals say, well, God's finished with the house of Israel. No, God's not finished with the house of Israel. He made an unconditional covenant to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, and to King David. Those covenants are still in force today. The apostle Paul said, has God cast his people off? God forbid, may it never be. I want to read something to you out of the prophet Isaiah because people say to me all the time, well, you know, the Jews, they rejected Jesus. Well, most did. 
but not everyone did. What you need to understand is that for the first eight years of the Christian church, that every person who was in the church was a Jewish person. There was not one Gentile in the church until thousands, tens of thousands of Jews were brought in the church. That's right. You see, Cornelius was converted to Christianity as the first Gentile at least a minimum eight years after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. And so what I'm saying to you is the Bible is a Jewish book. It's written by Jews to Jews, primarily for Jews. And the Jews are the ones that God used not only in the nation of Israel as a nation, but to found the church of Jesus himself. And here's what God says. God says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. This is what not only many Jews have said, during especially during the days of the Holocaust, but also this is what the church of Jesus in many quarters are saying today. And here's what God says in verse 15 of Isaiah 49. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. And this is what God says. See, I have inscribed you, talking about Israel, on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your sons shall make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid waste to you shall go away from you. And here's what God says. Behold, I will lift my hands in an oath to the nations and set up my standard for the peoples. They shall bring your sons in their arms and your daughters they shall carry on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. The prophet Zechariah said this about Israel. God says, he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. Zechariah chapter two and verse eight. He who touches you touches the apple of my eye. You see, God is serious about protecting Israel. And what he said, he meant, and he meant what he said. If we elect a president and we elect congressmen and congresswomen, who turn against Israel, I believe with all of my heart, with the wickedness that is in our land, the only thing that is keeping God's hand of wrath off of America is our relationship with Israel. Now think about it. Since 73, we have aborted, we've killed, we've murdered in many cases. We have murdered millions, about tens of millions of precious, the most innocent of all humanity. And we are now doing everything we can in America to try to obfuscate so that now the people will continue to pay for those killings. What I'm telling you is with the wickedness of homosexuality, the wickedness of transgenderism, the wickedness of trying to take away biology and say that a man's a woman and a woman's a man and you can be a dog or a cat or anything you choose to be. This is insanity, and it's the judgment of God. But friend, if we turn our back on Israel, and we, by our own choice, elect someone that will do that, then we have had a hand in it. I want to urge you to consider the cost. Do you know what the apple of the eye is? It is a Hebrew idiom for the people. Now, if you don't think God means business, now think about this. 
the most precious part of a person's body, the most tender, the most sensitive part of a person's body is the pupil of the eye, the apple of the eye. Well, as a matter of fact, if something just gets close, you will see people spasmodically withdraw. You will see them wherever it is. It doesn't matter if they're in front of a thousand people. They will begin to swat things away from their eye. Why? Because it is precious and it's tender. That's what God says about Israel. Do you think he means business? I do. Friend, listen to me. If America turns her back on Israel, God will, I believe, unleash his wrath on America. And I believe God has been good to Israel. Yes, I believe that with all my heart. God has spared America because, yes, we've sent out the gospel. We're not doing a good job of that anymore. The only thing that we're doing that God has promised a blessing for right now is that we have been good to his people Israel. The moment that stops, the hand of restraint may be lifted. I don't want to live in a country. I don't want to be a part of a country when the wrath of God is poured out. I'm saying to you as my friends, as my beloved brethren, as brothers and sisters in Christ, this is serious business. The entire last podcast was dedicated to standing against a cancel culture that stands against every value that you and I hold dear, every biblical value that you and I hold dear. And if you think you'll be spared, you will not. But let me just tell you, if we turn our back on Israel as a nation, and we elect someone who will hold Israel hostage and divide up the land, then I'm telling you, the wrath of God will be poured out upon us. This might not be popular. God didn't call me to be popular. God called me to tell the truth and love. And I love you, and I love this land. And I can tell you that God means business. I pray that in the days ahead, you and I will make our voice be heard and use our sphere and platform of influence, whatever it is, to stand for right. You say, well, I believe that, you know, in the providence of God, if this happens, then revival will come with persecution. Well, I understand that. I'm a student of history and of Christian history. But what I'm telling you, if you want to see that, don't bring it on this country. Move to China. Move to Nigeria. Move to someplace. If you want persecution, then go there. But don't bring it on this land by turning our back on Israel. I'm going to stand with Israel by God's grace. I will not bow down to this cancel culture. And I pray that you'll stand with me while we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.